and so part of the problem though was that there was no electricity there was no power mm. so it's just a parking lot right yeah. so i was like oh, so how are we gonna do this right i mean yeah there's like rechargeable you know portable speak sound systems but yeah like, oh gosh that's a hassle every single day there's no way mm-hmm. and then suddenly the light bulb turned on for us um we have an electric car and that car powers the whole gen oh, yeah oh my god so we we run everything off of this car hello and welcome to good moves a podcast by punch fast On our show, we have wholehearted conversations with fitness and yoga studio owners to learn more about the unique ways they run their business and inspiring ways they live their lives. I'm your host, Claire. I ran a thriving yoga studio for eight years and have been part of the Punch Pass team for almost as long. We have so much to learn from each other. Let's jump right in. Welcome to Good Moves. We've got Natalia from Goat Santa Cruz talking to us today. Welcome, Natalia. Can you just start out by telling us a little bit about you and your business? Yeah, definitely. So my my background is, is group fitness. I'm a group fitness instructor. And I actually, if you if you told me two years ago that I was going to be running a, a business, I'd be like, nah, no way. <laughs> so there was definitely some silver linings to the pandemic. And so uh, my husband and I started a business about a year and a half ago now called Goat Santa Cruz. And it's... Uh, it stands for group open air training. So we really embrace the working out outdoors um, yep. concept given COVID. And so it's, it's just been an amazing experience uh, since we started. So uh, gosh, yeah, there's just a lot to talk about it, but yeah. it's my baby. <laughs> no, I, I completely agree. So obviously we do a bit of research before these episodes and I looked into your business and yeah. I can honestly say it's one of the most unique approaches we've seen, especially since mm-hmm. COVID, but just in general, like I was so thrilled to see it. Can you describe your setup to people that aren't familiar with what you do? Yes. It's a little bit unconventional. We essentially took a group fitness studio and put it outdoors. It's under a covered tent. The workout space is about 40 feet by 60 feet. So that gives us plenty of room to spread out. People feel very safe and physically distanced. And then we have, you know, the music amplified. We also invested in some headsets and sound off headsets, mm. which kind of gives it that silent disco feel sometimes and equipment. So we, we re- essentially brought the studio outdoors uh, for people to come take classes with us. That's fantastic. And am I right in saying that you've got the two spaces? So you've got a main fitness area and then you've got cycle alley. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We call it bike alley. Bike alley. That's fairly right. new. Yeah. We were trying to, um, people love their cycle classes, but not obviously not everybody does. And so given it's essentially a big parking lot that we have. So given the space we had and the constraints we had, both space and just, uh, you know, the sound, we can't have two songs, two classes going on at the same time outdoors. So we kind of uh, expanded to a little, what we call bike alley. So we can do classes concurrently. That's worked out really well. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. So can you tell me yeah. what type of classes you offer? What's your lineup? Because it's quite diverse. Can you run it's them It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. When I was first coming up with the schedule, you know, 18 months ago, my husband, who who's not at all in the in group, I mean, he'll take classes, but he's not a, a gym person. Yeah. He's like, are you sure you want to do all of that? And I'm like, well, yeah, people like variety. But a big, uh, big part of it is that we partnered with Les Mills, who provides right. us with the licensing for some of the really popular formats. So body pump, body combat and sprint. 
So those are kind of like the trademark formats that we 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 offer, and I think that really gives us an edge. Yeah. Um, but we also have like bar bar sculpt classes, um, just a standard cycle class, uh, yoga, high fitness, which is really fun. You know, dance type of cardio class. We really just try and mix mix it all up. <laughs> that's people a variety. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. I love the lineup. I had a look and <clears throat> excuse me, yeah. it looks amazing. <laughs> What did you, what did your business look like before you took this step? I mean, I'm really curious to know where your community was before that, what sort of structure you had before this big idea. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it it didn't exist. So there was no Goat Santa Cruz before, before COVID. So it was essentially me and our primary instructors who were really had a good following in kind of our local conventional gyms. Mm. And so when we, when I decided to start Goat, I called them up and said, hey, you know, are you interested in teaching? How about you come teach with me and we'll just see how far this goes. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's gone really far. <laughs> so, yeah. So <laughs> we, <been> great. <laughs> is the format and the way that you had it set up, is that always fallen within, you know, mandates and things like that for your area? So you've been able to continue uninterrupted throughout yes. the last 18 months? Yes. Yeah, yeah, definitely. We are in California on the central coast, uh, just south of like the Bay Area, Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. So there were definitely some pretty strict restrictions. At the peak of the pandemic, we were still able to to operate, to function because we were outdoors and could be very physically distanced. Yeah, uh, People were able to feel comfortable, you know, coming and working out without a mask on. Um, and don't get me wrong, I, I, I think masks have saved lives, um, but I can understand how, you know, physical exertion with a mask on can be very challenging. Absolutely. So um, we were able to say, hey, when you're in your space on your mat, you can take off your mask and work out and we're outdoors. Yeah. And of course, people could choose to keep their mask on and that's totally fine. But that really gave us an advantage that a lot of the conventional gyms that didn't have their outdoor space set up. Yeah. They, they were able to offer that. So is it something you're seeing more people doing when you say that other gyms with outdoor spaces, is this something, an idea that's caught on in your area or are you guys still really the only ones doing it this way? That's a great question. Some of the smaller boutiques that had the parking lot space mm. to kind of use yep. did that. Now that the masks are no longer required, at least in, in Santa Cruz in my area, um, they've moved back indoors, but that doesn't mean that everybody's completely comfortable going back indoors, even if it's okay to do so. Right. Some of the bigger corporations invested a bit more in their outdoor space so they can maintain it longer. Yeah. I mean, and to be honest, uh, we have very mild weather. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we like to complain about, oh, it's cold, <laughs> but it's, it never snows. It's, yeah. It's, it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So we have that in our favor. <laughs> That's a huge factor. So is it something you've thought about expanding? Like what, what are you, how are you feeling now that the pandemic is obviously fingers crossed starting to ebb a little bit and we're yeah. all out and about a little bit more. Do you think people are going to start showing up outdoors? Is it, you know, they're coming despite the fact it's outdoors or do you think they're coming because it's outdoors and they enjoy that environment more than a typical gym environment? It's a combination of all of those. Mm. We get we get, we get uh, participants who are on the very extreme uh, COVID precautions and they're probably never going to go back to an indoor gym. Right. We get participants who never like the indoor gym. So being able to get their workout outdoors mm-hmm. is just like the perfect combination. And then we, we're kind of getting some of the people that because of COVID and this realization that they have to be kind of change some lifestyle habits, They've got to walking outdoors, jogging outdoors, being outdoors, 
And then they see our, our setup and like, oh, I, I like being outdoors. So, mm. so I'm going to try some of these classes. So some of the, the newer, you know, fitness participants. Yeah. So, so it's been a good, a good variety. Um, and then just people that are dedicated to the, to the instructors and the classes that we offer. And they're like, we're staying with you even when our other gym opens up again. Right. So, so you had instructors, you were saying before, that had their communities elsewhere in other gyms and things like that. And they were, for the most part, able to bring those communities over to you because yes. that's a huge part then of building your client base. Oh, huge. Yeah. Yes. So that's where a lot of people have come from. And then obviously some, I imagine a lot of word of mouth. It's fairly unique. and Word of mouth. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, it is a different concept. <laughs> yeah, it's um, amazing. So do you think you take it further or is this your, your one, and, yeah. one and done? <laughs> I'd have to like split myself in half. Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? There's, I just feel like I don't want to, we worked really hard to, to build kind of our brand. Mm-hmm. And by expanding, I would, be fearful of kind of losing that. There's much, very much a personal connection with everybody. Right. Comes. I, I mean, I'll never say never. And the way we kind of set up the, the name of the business, so it's Goat Santa Cruz, it could be Goat yeah. anything. Yeah. You know, so there, there's definitely, we left that window open, mm-hmm. but at least for the, for the foreseeable near future, we're going to, we're going to stick with just this one, yeah. <laughs> this one location for now. Yeah. <laughs> Was that a conscious decision to set up the brand so well? Can you tell me a little bit about the process of setting up the business? Because I think yeah. you said before, this is not really your wheelhouse. No, You're just a fitness instructor. A business like <laughs> so many people are like that. We get so many yoga teachers and things like that, that have to make this big leap from just wanting to offer what they offer in terms of a class. And then they have to do this. Mm-hmm. It's actually a huge step just because people are doing it all the time. Doesn't make it not a massive step. Can you it's kind crazy. of, yeah, it's crazy. Can you tell me about kind of where it all started and how it all felt at the beginning and what your priorities were and kind of, you know, how you, how you got it off the ground. Where, so my husband and I, uh, even though I was obviously the, the group fitness person, he, he's always been, you know, supportive and goes to classes and he knew how much of a, how much a big part of my life in group fitness had been. And so May of 2020, we were like, hmm, this is not going anywhere. The whole gym thing is kind of, it's not happening. Yeah. So um, he'd always kind of wanted to run a business, uh, but we never quite knew what it was. Maybe like food service or mm-hmm. but again, neither of us are business people, but there's always just that illusion of having your own business. Yeah. So we decided to, um, to, to just take this idea, develop that concept of being outdoors bringing that studio to the outdoors in a way that could potentially be sustainable past the, ca- the pandemic. So yeah, we, we, we researched it. We did hire somebody, a business consultant to help us, you know, legitimately write a business plan. Yeah. Uh, because again, I don't know any of that before <laughs> this. And then he walked us through the, you know, just kind of the formalities of, of setting things up with, with the state, with local authorities, uh, permits, insurance, all the boring stuff. I was yep. like, you, you just tell me what to do and I'll make sure I do it. <laughs> uh, web designer to kind of set up our website. And that's actually where Punch Pass came in because that we were going to kind of try and develop it. So you kind of purchased your items in a cart and mm-hmm. then that's it, like a punch card, essentially, right? Right. Um, and we knew there were apps out there that, um, that are for, you know, booking classes and memberships, but it was our web designer uh, who did a bunch of research and found different options and presented us with, with punch pass. Cool. And so that actually was perfect. Yeah. 
But yeah, just the, the, the concept of it was just sitting in our patio, my husband and I saying, okay, what are we going to do? And are we going to go for it? Because obviously it was a huge time and money investment. Right. You know? We kind of did what you shouldn't do, which is put your house as collateral. <laughs> but, I, you know, I know you and, and it was a, an amount that we could swallow, you know, yeah. but it was definitely like, OK, are we sure about this? But we kind of thought, you know, if we don't do it, we would regret it. And yeah. that was kind of where we we had to take that leap of faith. Yeah, so. I, it's brilliant because I, I mean, I think there's a couple of ways to go about it, obviously, but the two main ways are kind of starting small and just getting the word out, maybe setting up in your local park, that kind of thing. But you guys really went all the way for the launch. So was this your structure from the beginning? So the branding, the location, you know, your, Mm -hmm. your basic setup at the site, has it been the same since the beginning? You kind of started as you went on? Yes and no. Yes and no. I mean, I did want it from the beginning to feel very much like a professional space, Mm. thought out, quality, a quality experience. A lot of times people in early on in the development of this concept, people are like, well, why don't you just start like at the park and just see how right. the classes go? Yeah. And I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I want more than that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and I'm, as a Les Mills instructor, I also was like, I really want to bring these formats to, to people. Mm. And I can't just do that. It's a, it's a form, it's licensing fees and there's a whole thing and it's involved. And so, yeah, it was, it was like, no, I, it, we're doing it all or, or we're not doing it. Yeah. No, it's a beautiful <laughs> package that you've got now. It's amazing. Can yeah. you, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah. Um, can you tell me a little bit about how you got started in the fitness industry? So obviously you're affiliated with Les Mills now and that's kind of your jam, but where did it all start? Yeah. Why is this something that's important to you? Yeah, it's always, well, I've always been an athlete, you know, growing up, soccer, cross country, tennis. Um, and as a young adult, I gravitated more towards just staying fit and going to the gym. And I, I, I have to confess my, my true, like I knew it was for me was a body pump class. Yeah. <laughs> I got hooked on Les Mills body pump probably about a decade ago or so. And I was like, man, this is amazing. Because yeah. as a team sport, like soccer and other sports I've done, I was like, this, this kind of feels like I'm on their team and we're going to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, that, that kind of opened the door for me. I, I decided to become a, an instructor for Body Pump. And then since then, I, I've learned other formats as well. Awesome. So the fitness yeah. stuff obviously comes easy to you with the business. Are there parts that you struggle yeah. with still? Are there still areas? Because you do have to wear, I think, so many hats these days. I've learned so much. Yeah. I am the handyman, the IT person. I am the house cleaner. <laughs> you name it. The gardener. I'll do it. The whole bit. <laughs> but no, it's, I mean, it's, been, it's been great. It's been fun. But, you know, the, the challenge is also as as the boss lady, as some might call me, yep. <laughs> you have to make some decisions that even though you, your heart says, no, I really want this to happen. You have to look at the numbers. You have to remind yourself this is a business. Right. And, and make those decisions, you know, as best you can. Yeah. And, you know, conversely, uh, you know, uh, on the other end, because as the boss lady, I want to do something, then I can do it. I'd be like, you know what? you get a free class or you get to come for free or whatever, you know, or yeah. we do a lot of really fun, um, like fundraising activities. And I think that's just a huge part of, of our, our communities that we, we give back to our, to our community. So we do fundraisers cool. that I think is important. Can you tell me more? I, I didn't make, see, I didn't see a lot about that when I was looking into you. So yeah. can you tell me more about what sort of things you do? Cause we're kind of focused on that yeah. at the moment at Punch Pass. We want to give people these opportunities because oh, really? it is such a great thing to do. 
It's a win-win, which yeah. is our favorite thing. Well, I've actually been able to use the, the donation option for Punch Pass. Brilliant. Um, every month, but not every month. I mean, so maybe we've done probably like seven or eight this year. We pick a local nonprofit that has a, a an impact locally. Yep. And we decide to allocate all of the passes sold to, you know, for that one specific class to this nonprofit. And so it's just been such a great way to connect with different organizations. They hear about us. We, you know, spread their word about all the hard work they do. And we've managed to raise, gosh, anywhere from 500 to over $1,000 for each of these events. Wow, that's brilliant. And 100%, we just write the check and it all goes, it all goes to them. The so way it goes. It's been really cool to to be able to do that. Yeah. There isn't that corporate ladder of like, well, let me see if the corporate office is going to let us do, you know, it's, it's like, no, we're doing it. We're going to raise money. We're going to give it all and that's it. You know, so there's <laughs> been some fun aspects of, of running the, the show. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys do much around yeah. the holidays? So are you doing anything coming up or? Mm-hmm. We, you know, this is going to be our second time around. Going yeah. Through the yeah. Holidays. I was just thinking that. Yeah. We're, we're pretty new at all of this, but we always do, you know, Thanksgiving is pretty big. So we'll just do some, you know, fun workouts Thanksgiving morning. Yeah. People like to sweat it out before they go for they their do. big meal. Yeah. <laughs> and then we actually, we're going to, we tend, well, last year we closed from Christmas to New Year's just to give everybody a break. That's perfect. So. It's a very Australian thing yeah. to do. We do that no. down here. The whole do country. Really? Ca- oh, absolutely. The whole country kind of closes down for a week. Yeah. When I was living in the States, <laughs> it was like break. the day after Christmas and I was back at work. I was like, what is this? This no. is not the way the world's <laughs> supposed to work. Yeah. That great drifty yeah. week is a great time to take off down here. But obviously yeah, it's a little bit warmer exactly. than it is where you are. Yeah, that's true. But that's okay. It's nice to just snuggle up on the couch and watch movies. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so just touching on the community side of things, one of the things that I think a lot of particularly new studio owners and business managers <laughs> who kind of fall into that role find difficult is managing their staff. So we touched on it a little bit earlier that a lot of your instructors came from other places and you had a personal relationship with them. Has it been an easy transition then to be, quote unquote, their boss? Like how has that relationship evolved during this process? <laughs> You know, generally it's been great. Yeah. I, I was wise in in the people I chose to bring onto the team. I I treat I treat them as my most valuable asset, which yeah. they are. Especially, you know, in a group fitness setting, amazing instructors are worth everything. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, we're, we're all friends. We all get along, and managing it has been a, a challenge for me. Although I, in past, you know, jobs and. I have been a manager, but it's been different when there's more at stake. Yeah. So it's not necessarily, I think, something you choose to when you have these sort of ideas. I think that sort of gets a bit forgotten in making that you have this business, we can have these people. It's like, oh, all of a sudden I'm managing people, Yes. which is such such a variable. I mean, I think it takes a lot of people by surprise. So I'm glad to hear that it's going so well. Do you? So far. So far, so good. Yeah. Not too much turnover. Do you feel like no. this is something that they're going to stick with when gyms and, you know, hopefully six months from now when the world yeah. is looking somewhat back to normal, they're obviously very happy where I, they I are. I think so. I think so. I I hope that the compensation is competitive enough and that they feel that people are there for them, mm-hmm. you know, that they're willing to, to, to stay even if they have other options. Because the way we have it set up at GOAT, it's not a membership. So mm. it's a punch pass. And then we offer just a one month at a time, yep. unlimited pass. 
but it's not a membership where participants come and, you know, whoever the instructor is, who cares, they're paying the membership and they're going to come take class. Right. It's, it really puts more emphasis on the instructor delivering a really high quality class because mm-hmm. people are specifically coming to that instructor's class. Yeah. So, and so it really is in favor of, of keeping the quality high, I think. I would imagine you get lots of people mixing and matching though and coming to lots of different sessions because everything's yeah. included. People crossing yeah, over from yeah. one people, to the other. Yeah. There are people that take so many different classes. They're like, wow, is there a class you don't like? <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. And that's why we, we had originally started with like a 10 visit punch card. Um, yeah. And then, you know, there are gym rats that want to take two or three classes a day, most days a week. And I'm like, well, that's not going to work on a punch card. You're going to run out in a week. Right. <laughs> so, so we came up with, with just the monthly we, we kind of stayed away from a membership primarily because I want people to consciously make the decision to come to GOAT. I don't want to yeah. just charge them and then they're not coming and that's not what my business is about. Yeah, it's interesting, so. isn't it? That can be a little bit of a, a tool, I think, that mm. set it and forget it membership and hopefully they'll forget it or not feel confident calling to cancel and it works for some people, but yeah, sometimes you want, you want that energy of people being active participants in what you're offering. I think that's, that's really fantastic. Yeah. It's super cool. And your capacity's right on. I had a look at your numbers and it looks like your classes are full, but not too full and everything's going really well. So I think it's always really interesting how that all sort sort of works out. You know, you don't have 70 people trying to book into a 25 person class, but you don't have three. Yes. Do you feel like you're actively marketing at the moment? Do you feel like you're kind of in that kind of cruising along level? Where are you at with that side of things and finding more people? We're always looking to just, you know, tell people we're here. Yeah. Obviously the peak hours are always going to be high impact, you know, impacted classes, but there's always room for a little bit more. Yeah. Um, We recently added some early morning, like 6.15 in the morning workouts. And those have been more successful than I expected. Oh, that's fantastic crazy. You yeah. want to come here in the dark and <laughs> yeah. cold and exercise, but okay, we'll do it. <laughs> um, so, I mean, I'm always reaching out to just, we, we partnered with the triathlon club. We, we do our fundraisers, which gets our word out. Right. Um, social media, super active on social media. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we're just, I just figure why not let people know we're here. We'll expand or shrink as needed. I'm, I'm super curious. I'm definitely going to be keeping an eye out because I do. Like I said, it's very rare that you come across something. Everyone thinks their business is unique. You know, they run and quite often they are. They do it in a slightly different way. But I think especially yeah. in the past 18 months to have a business that's never gone online or considered doing recorded videos yeah. or anything like that. Has that ever occurred to you as part of the strategy or are you the in-person is just working too well right now? You know, that's good. Good thing you bring up. I was just watching this webinar about the future of group fitness and a really key aspect was offering, um, obviously digital options are out there and there's thousands of Mm. streaming and, you know, I I am never going to compete with that because that's just not what we are. It's comparing apples to oranges, but you know, it was definitely like the, the, the consumer, consumer, the participants, the people that come to the gym or would likely come, do want a balance of at home, either content available or live stream mm. and in person. And they like, they like both. Yeah. So at GOAT, we currently don't have any. So I haven't taken advantage of the content library mm. um, that I know that you that is in Punch Pass. But I've started to think, well, maybe 
Maybe we well, could. I don't know. Well, now that you've um, got your people that know you and know your instructors, that's quite often a good time to start. I mean, starting fresh with, mm-hmm. like you said, there's so many in the marketplace now that just putting yours out yeah. there and saying, hey, I'm doing some videos, come watch. That's probably not going to go so well at the moment. Might have two years ago, but mm-hmm. not now. But yeah, to take your current community and give them those options of they can do a 615 class maybe at home instead of dragging themselves would be, yeah, yeah it's an interesting Well, thought. so <laughs> let me tell you part of our um, uniqueness, I guess yeah. I'd say, is when we, when we were putting together GOAT, one of our biggest challenges was finding a physical space. Mm-hmm. And we were looking for just a parking lot. We're like, it's just a parking lot. We're going to put some speakers out and just get our workout done under a tent or something, you know, yeah. some shade. We were kind of, but we came across a, a, a pretty much substantial size parking lot in kind of an industrial warehouse area mm-hmm. neighborhood, which was perfect. It's like, oh, there's no neighbors that are going to complain because, you know, we like it kind of loud. Right. <laughs> so, um, and so part of the problem though, is that there was no electricity. There was no power. Mm. So it's just a parking lot. Right. Yeah. So I was like, oh, so how are we going to do this? Right. I mean, yeah, there's like rechargeable, you know, portable speak sound systems. I was yeah. like, oh gosh, that's a hassle every single day. There's no way. Mm-hmm. And then suddenly the light bulb turned on for us. Um, we have an electric car, a Nissan Leaf. Okay. And yes, I, and you see where I'm going with this. I don't know that I research. do, but keep going. We, we did some research. And, you know, a Nissan Leaf, like all electric, 100% electric cars, it's just essentially a big battery on wheels. Right. So like you said, we wear many hats here in the small business world. So we put on our uh, electrical engineering hats and we installed an inverter in mm-hmm. the car mm-hmm. and that car powers the whole gen. Oh yeah. my God. So we, we run everything off of this car. So the car um, is now part of the gym setup rather than being the, the, your yeah, car. Yeah, exactly. We take it home, we charge it when it gets low, we drive it back the next morning, lights are on, speakers are on, everything's <laughs> charged. <laughs> so that's wild. the whole uh, live, I, I thought of that because of the live stream. I was like, well, we don't have internet really. Like we're in a parking lot. It would all be kind of on a mobile device, which is possible. You know, so it yeah. just makes you think like, oh my God, how, how would we do this? <laughs> totally possible. But yeah, definitely a unique yeah. situation. I love it. It's interesting. Yeah. So we're, we're, we can definitely just pack everything up and take ourselves to a different parking lot if we need to. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't but, go um, for something with a view or anything particularly beautiful. It wasn't important to you to be, I mean, I imagine getting prime real estate in Santa Cruz, even for a parking lot is probably not the easiest thing to do. Yeah. It was hard. That was, that took us the longest. That was our biggest roadblock of yeah. getting the physical space. Well, just um, to convince someone that all you want is a parking lot. So you don't even have, so there's no <laughs> attached office warehouse any anything like that it's literally you've just taken a parking lot nope. we rent the storage containers we have mm-hmm. this big tent yeah we do a, a portable toilet i mean people do not come for the bathroom <laughs> they come <laughs> for the amazing classes yeah and you know you think like oh the people that used to go to like the spa that had the nice right. like, sauna and then i'm like we don't have any of that <laughs> you come because you want to come get your workout totally <laughs> But you attract your your people, Good. you know, like your people are your people yeah. and you do what you do. And if they're not the right people for you, then there's a million other gyms and they can they can head yes. over there. And that's the beautiful thing. So can you describe exactly. your community? Is it a little bit of everything? Like who do you think is most attracted to what you have to offer? Yeah, uh, most of our participants are female and probably majority are in like the 35 to 50 mm-hmm. range. We definitely get some younger crowds. And I mean, there's guys, there's definitely guys, but 
it's something about the American male. They, they don't lean towards group fitness. No, it's interesting, <laughs> no isn't it? how hard I try. Yeah. So you don't do specific um, things for guys. You haven't gone down that road. Or, I mean, it seems crazy to have to, but no. no. Yeah. I feel like it's not fair. I mean, the, obviously everyone's welcome. And we have some very fit seniors that do all of our God classes. Life. I'm like, wow, I want to be like her. Yeah. That's so <laughs> um, aspirational. I love so, that. Yeah. So but, do you... I mean, it's mostly women. Yeah. Pretty classic. So do you get involved in how your teachers teach or is there a lot of trust there? I think there's very much sort of that good question that line yeah, between um, what you want them to do and what they naturally feel like doing. You know, because of our structure of GOAT, our instructors are all uh, independent contractors. Yeah. And so legally, I can't tell them what to really? do. Really? That's They're part of that. Employees. Okay. So you yeah, can't tell yeah. them a certain greeting or a don't no, do that anymore. I can, or... I can suggest like, this is how I want people to feel when they're here. Right. Um, so there's, there's a fine line. As soon as I tell them how to do their job, then they have to become an employee, mm-hmm. which comes with a whole long list of. It's the same down here. Yeah. As a, yeah. Yeah. So as an independent contractor, you know, they come, they teach their class and they invoice me, you know, however often they want to for the classes that they've taught. Yeah. So fortunately for all of my Les Mills instructors, there's already a high standard mm. and they know that a Les Mills class is going to be like this. For all the other classes, I, I brought them on board because I knew their style. I knew how they led their class. And right. The experience that they provided. So I was confident that, that that was aligned with what I wanted. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> I noticed you don't have any specific beginners classes or any intro do you do intro sessions did I just miss it or is it welcoming beginners completely new to the gym environment into regular classes we interesting you say that the same webinar I was just watching (laughs) 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 I was like taking notes I was like it it talks about how it's so important to kind of provide an introductory not a package but you know really help people who are starting from zero, mm. get into enjoying fitness. Because at first it's not fun. If, no. if you've never, you know, you're like, oh, I, I don't, I don't feel comfortable, you mm. know, uh, on, on many levels. Yeah. Um, whereas the elite gym goer is like, I like feeling uncomfortable, you know? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, so anyway, we don't. And that's definitely in my short list of to do's because especially come the new year, Mm-hmm. I want to be able to offer at least some guidance that's personalized, even within the structure of our classes that we already have. Right. Just telling, you know, try these few for the next three or four weeks and then try adding this other one that's a bit higher intensity and mm-hmm. a bit harder, you know, because I think that in the long term will help us maintain that longevity, with, especially with the newer people that don't have the habit yet. Right. So, yeah, those good habits. It's definitely an intimidating thing, I think, as a beginner. I I still don't know exactly what people mean when they say go to the gym. I think that's really interesting is the idea mm-hmm. that people can just go to the gym and it's like, that's great. I know where it is and I know where to get through the door, <laughs> but like, what do I actually do when I get in the gym? So I think that's, right. that's, I think, so common now, you know, and it's one of those things that's become so much the norm that I think a lot of yeah. people are afraid to ask these days, what do I actually do when I get there? So yeah. yeah, I think beginner stuff is great. And like you said, coming into the new year, it's a brilliant way to get those people in and feeling comfortable. And it sounds like you would have so many people in the community encouraging their friends to come, but just to get them across that line as a beginner yeah. is that next kind of, that next step, yeah. I think, which is, yeah. yeah. It's got to be 
just challenging enough, but mm. not so hard that they're like, this is terrible. Why yeah. am I doing this? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know? You've got to figure out so much about them in those first few moments too. That is a skill, definitely yeah. a skill that, you know, it sounds like you and your instructors have. It sounds brilliant. Can you? But it's on my list. I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to see. I think it's going to go brilliantly like everything else that I see. <laughs> Did anything go wrong when you were trying to set up this business? Mm-hmm. Oh, there's always little things, you <laughs> yeah, know. Yeah, but nothing <laughs> but, um, humongous. No you big... know, the only, the only thing that I, um, I say we, we made a mistake in, our original tent, mm-hmm. or tents, I should say, uh, we kind of decided to go on the lower budget side of things. Um, and then we had some terrible like wind storms, which was unusual. We don't really have wind storms in Santa Cruz, California. Yeah. But like February. So February we we lost, they were like a, like a soda can just oh, crunched God. and like destroyed. And so we were without cover for for gosh, for like six or eight weeks. Wow. But it was it taught us, I mean we could have invested in something bigger mm-hmm. from the beginning. And I think we kind of told ourselves, oh, this will be fine. This will be fine. Yeah. It wasn't. We should have just gone with, with something better from the beginning. And, and I think that goes, I mean, we, we've done that with most everything else, but it was a pretty big investment. So we kind mm. of shied away from it. But in the long run, it, it cost us more to kind of go through the, the rebuild. Although we had a amazing GoFundMe oh, nice. set up. Yeah. yeah, to to raise the money for the new and improved tent, which is what we have now. Oh, that's brilliant. So I guess yeah. the flip side to that is someone who's set up a business from an idea to what it is now, which I think is a really robust, really legitimate, full-looking business. Yeah. What Do you have advice for anyone looking at doing the same thing, taking the step from being a fitness instructor to, you know, that next big step into turning it into something a little bit bigger? Great question. My maybe two things of advice. I mean, and I'm a newbie. I'm still an infantile business owner. (laughs) Would be just make sure it's it's something you absolutely love, Mm -hmm. because I spend every moment thinking about it. (laughs) I mean, I I have a seven year old daughter. I actually have another job that I've neglected. Okay, (laughs) I work it. I work in healthcare, but GOAT is, is my baby. And I think about it day and night. Yeah. So if you're thinking about diving in, make sure 100% it's something that you're going to enjoy. Yeah. Because as soon as you stop enjoying it, it's just work. Yeah. It's not fun. Yeah. And then the other bit of advice, and if, if it's possible, great. If not, I would say be cautious is... If, if you're solo, make sure you have the finances to personally just back yourself up for wh- however long right. you can, you know, and I'm sure any business consultant would tell you that too. But, but I, I have my husband who works his, his not goat related job, <laughs> <laughs> which allows us to, well, allows me to just focus entirely on the business. Yeah. So make, make sure you have either some savings or some finances in line just to float your personal life. So, so you can survive. Yeah. I like, <laughs> you know, pay the bills. 
Definitely, and pay yourself, hopefully, at least after the first yeah. initial period. That's the thing. It's kind of like your child. You you make a little extra money and you just spend it on it again. So Absolutely. Just, it's kind of, <laughs> it's run like a co-op in my mind. Like, okay, yeah. I have a little extra profit. What else can I do for GOAT to make it better and this and that? And so Scott's like, whoa, just stop. <laughs> right, because I think, well, <laughs> I, I think when you're doing something for passion and because you do feel like it's something that's a service for people, I think you're totally entitled to make a good amount of money that makes you comfortable and so you're not stressed out. But I, I don't know. I just feel like these shouldn't be million dollar businesses for, you know, like if you're making that sort of money, then you're yeah. wow. somewhere down the line, someone else is getting screwed over or right. you know what I mean? It's yeah. just not. So yeah, I, I, I definitely feel that way too. You should get to a point where you can relax and, and lean into yeah. it. But yeah, extra money should probably go back into the community. Oh, which is yeah, great. That's what I, I love about you guys. Like, and, you know, I've been able to raise the rate for the instructors, you know, a little bit here and there as, as the months progress. Okay, we're able to bring that rate up that you can invoice me. Yep. And just other little perks that I'm able to offer because, you know, I don't need to make that huge profit. We're covering the bills. We're okay. Right. <laughs> so, do you, but, you know, it's good. Just as a side note to that, because I think this is always really interesting. Do you offer any discounts to people that are having a tough time paying for your classes or you work with people. Yeah, cool. Awesome. I thought you probably did. So definitely usually towards the holidays and you actually, you mentioned it and I forgot, but I'll, in in our newsletter that we send out periodically, I'll, I'll, on the end of the year, I'll say, Hey, if you know anybody that could benefit physically and emotionally and mentally from exercise, but they can't afford it, let me know. We'll, We'll gift them some 10 visit punch cards just to, you know, get them through the holidays that can sometimes be really stressful. That's brilliant. Yeah. I really love that. We and do discounts for students and we do here and there, you know, where I see like, hey, we can flex it here. Right. Do it. Yeah. Yeah. It mm-hmm. works out. And I think it, all it requires is for people to be honest, which I think is and a little bit vulnerable, yeah. which I think is a, a good thing across the board generally anyway. If you're oh, going to be open and honest with courage. me, then yeah, yeah it, it does. Courage. But it's it's nice to accept yeah. the help. Yeah. So before we wrap it up here, one of the things that I'm really curious about, uh, especially with the last little bit that we talked about, what do you think is so important about exercise? It's kind of a, you know, ugly word. I know it encompasses so much more than that, but what, why is this so important to you? Why do you think you want more humans? I assume you want more humans to be doing this. What has it brought to your life and what do you think it can bring to other people's? Oh gosh. <laughs> Whether it's, it's a group fitness class or, or a team sport or just going for a run or a walk with a friend. Oh, I, I mean, in my world, in my mind, in my in my life, physical activity has maintained this balance in my life, not just health-wise, but emotionally. It becomes a habit that you, on on a day you don't kind of get your heart rate up a little bit, you don't sweat a little bit, you're like, oh, I'm kind of missing something today. Right. And that might sound very strange to somebody who doesn't have that habit, Mm. but I think besides just the health benefits that we all are very well aware of, especially in a group fitness setting, doing it with other people makes it not just a workout, it's an experience. Mm -hmm. And you share in it. And every time you share in it, it's like, it just has this amazing effect. Like you feel better. You're like, oh, I feel really good after that class. Yeah. You want to keep doing it. You want to keep doing it. You get to know people. I've been working out with a lot of these people for about a decade and a lot of them have been working out for many decades Mm -hmm. together. So especially in the group fitness world, you hold each other accountable, you have fun, you laugh, you sweat together. 
And that's quite a strong bond that I think is very valuable. And then people struggle to kind of connect with that, especially if they're not used to being around others and getting uncomfortable around others because mm-hmm. you're really vulnerable when you can't breathe Absolutely. <laughs> because you're working out really hard yeah. <laughs> um, and you look sweaty and you're like, ah, you know, um, but it's, it's definitely a strong connection that you build. And I just think it's so valuable. I really, so worth it. I really think it must have been yeah. such a gift for people to have access to your space, especially in the last 18 months and even moving forward. I just yeah. think it just must have been yeah. such an important place mm-hmm. and such an important activity for people to actually be able to go somewhere and make those connections and move their bodies. Oh I gosh. just, uh, it just so fills me valuable. with so much joy to think of it. It's just amazing. I mean, I would see people on a daily basis, face to face, which at, you know, at the peak of the pandemic, mm. it was face to face, you know, within six feet, but you know, <laughs> or more than six feet. And they hadn't seen like their really close family mm. in months, you know, and then I, I had, we had the kind of the honor, the privilege to like be able to share this experience right. every day in yeah. person. So it was, it was a really special moment. And you know, we may never go through that again. And I hope not because, you know, COVID has its devastating but for what it was those especially the the peak of the pandemic having a having a space like goat it really was a lifesaver it kept everybody sane i'm i have no so, doubt that it really legitimately yeah. was for a lot of people i think it's a beautiful thing that you've created and it just looks amazing i'm so glad that you <laughs> yeah. came and told us all about it today i yeah I encourage everyone to go and have well, a look at what you guys have california offer. come oh well end of next year we'll way. see fingers crossed we'll see if we head yeah, on down i'd love to show up Thank you so much for joining us today, Natalia. We really appreciate you being a part of Good Moves and Punch Pass on the whole. Thank you so much. Oh, Punch Pass has been wonderful. If you'd like to learn more about any of the guests that we've featured on the show or about Punch Pass, you can head to our website at punchpass.com. 